It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the first of the Hail Mary 3 by Mo Get that garbage out of here. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 975 of Locked On Raptors for uh, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, June the 30th. Happy birthday to my mom. Uh, I'm your host, Sean Woodley, of course, of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked On Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And, of course, please make sure you're going to your favorite podcast app of choice and subscribing to, rating, reviewing, supporting this podcast and all the other Locked On shows that are covering the teams that you like. Uh, Also... Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join me this week, or actually not this week because I'm going away over the weekend, but you'll be, if you follow me on there and download the app, you'll get the notification whenever we do go live to take your questions. We'll be doing plenty of them in the lead up to July 29th NBA draft. And speaking of the draft, we are continuing our look at some of the prospects who will be in the Raptors range at number four, assuming they hang on to that pick going into the draft. Uh, Yesterday, we spoke about Jalen Green, of course, and dug deep on his time in the G League Ignite. And today, we are joined by the same guest as yesterday, another uh, G League prospect. And so why not have the G League expert on once again to talk about him? We're talking about Jonathan Kaminga today, and I'm joined once again by Dakota Schmidt of Ridiculous Upside. Dakota, how are you in the three minutes since uh, we ended the original recording we did uh, yesterday? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm doing good i have a little bit more uh water in my system which is always good good especially because i got my uh second moderna covid shot Ooh. on saturday hell yeah that's uh which is it's a monster just two days ago um <laughs> when i when i'm recording this but i guess four days uh when you're listening to this on uh on a wednesday yeah i have no idea of the timeline yeah. now i've confused myself but i think you're right <laughs> Yeah, uh, we're, we're definitely recording on the Monday, and I feel like uh, people are going to be listening to this on uh, Wednesday. So, yes. So, yeah. Yeah. The uh, the second shot is no joke, man. Uh, everyone go get vaccinated. Go get your second shot. But uh, prepare to have a day where you're going to want to not get off the couch. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. You can sit and watch soccer all day if you want. Or you can watch Jonathan Kaminga highlight videos yes jonathan kaminga is who we're yes. talking about today uh of course spent the season with the g league ignite and is a very interesting prospect he's a six foot eight wing he uh didn't have the greatest showing in the g league we'll dig into why that might have been but i am really fascinated by kaminga because he feels like a raptor's ass pick to me he is again a six foot eight wing he is someone who 
flashes a lot of pretty tantalizing skills from the handle to the scoring around the basket. He also has a really nice spin move, which of course I'm partial to being a Pascal Siakam supporter as well. And so that's kind of intriguing to me. And it just kind of feels like, you know, the Raptors would look at this six foot eight skilled wing and say, we can fix the stuff that's not great right now. And then we can improve the stuff that's already quite good. So I don't know. I'm sort of intrigued by the idea of the Raptors looking at him at number five as they sort of continue their quest to replace Kawhi Leonard with some sort of wing prospect. And, you know, it's uh, it's never fair to make any sort of comps to uh, great players during the draft. I don't like player comps at all, frankly. But, um, you know, if you're sort of looking for the white whale of team building, it is a guy who profiles a lot like Jonathan Kaminga, a six foot eight wing who can do stuff with the ball in his hands. That's kind of been the way teams have won championships for a very long time. Of course, of course Kaminga is not a complete prospect and has some definite areas that need work and areas that might not be able to be worked on we'll see but we are going to take today and dive all into Jonathan Kaminga and why he might be an interesting fit for the Raptors at number five um Dakota let's start here it was an uneven performance for Jonathan Kaminga in the G League bubble with the G League Ignite he played 13 games averaged 15.8 points shot not so hot. He had a 49.7 true shooting percentage, a result of a 24.6 three-point percentage on five attempts a game. He shot uh, 46% on twos, which is not terribly encouraging, and just 63% from the line as well. Average 7.2 boards, 2.7 assists. There's a little bit of playmaking there, which is kind of nice. A steal and just under a block a game as well. Dakota, how would you sort of summarize Kaminga's time with the G League bubble, uh, with the G League night this year? Uh, you know, it wasn't terribly great. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he left before the end of the season as well. Uh, that kind of maybe rubs people the wrong way. What were your overall, overall impressions of Kaminga with the G League night this season? I think um, Kaminga's abrupt end was more due to an injury than him uh, leaving. But, uh, yeah, Kaminga, he definitely had some he def- definitely had a, some solid games and in terms of looking at the full scope and from an efficiency standpoint, it wasn't the best um which it obviously isn't a good sign for somebody that's um you know looked at sure. and will as a top 5 pick. But honestly, I, I told you this before we started to record, but I see Jonathan Kaminga more of an idea mm-hmm. than than anything else because he is one of the younger players in this year's draft. In fact, he probably should be entering college. Mm-hmm. Uh he was he was um in the 2021, you know, high school class. He only played three years in high school, but he reclassified up a year to to join. The ignite. In fact, he won't be turning 19 until October. Right. So, um, he's still ex- this. He, he's still extremely young, um, as as a human being, and in terms of his status as a as a basketball prospect. And like you mentioned, his tools, um, his size as a player, his you know athleticism, there, a lot, all that, alongside his age are you know the the main factors behind him being um you know one of the more intriguing prospects in this year's draft but like I mentioned with Jalen Green uh, when it comes to players that are you know this young I guess I guess you can say um 
one and one and done um aged yeah. uh player. So I, you know, the 18 teens. like Jonathan Kamika <laughs> will be the teens. Yeah, we're talking teens. Uh oh, I feel uncomfortable saying that, but uh, we we are. We are <laughs> We're talking teens. Talking children. Large basketball playing children. Yes. yes. Uh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but yeah, um, in terms of growth areas, just becoming more well-rounded on the offensive end and, you know, discipline on the defensive end and discipline as a ball handler so yeah he's when it comes to the top prospects he's somebody that's gonna need a lot more uh tutoring yeah this feels like the kind of prospect where the situation in which he lands is probably going to dictate where things go for him obviously you know he'll have some agency over it no matter where he goes but you know it feels like the right development staff working with him could really bear a lot of fruit here and that's why the raptors are so interesting to me. We talked yesterday about how, you know, Jalen Green has some weaknesses that maybe aren't all that glaring and could be kind of easily fixed up. That's not the case with Kaminga. I, I mean, there's lots to be worked on. The handle's not very good. The turnovers are there. The sort of defensive discipline and, and sort of instincts aren't quite there either. And, you know, all those things, I think, are varying degrees of fixable or, or you know, able to be addressed. It, it's just, I'm really fascinated by the sort of idea of Kaminga as well. Like you said, he's more an idea than an actual basketball player right now. And the Raptors have made this sort of gamble in the past. They picked up Pascal Siakam when no one really had any sort of clue who he even was and were able to turn him from, in year one, one of the worst rotation players in the NBA into what he is today and what he was when he became an All-NBA player. They you know, they took the swing on Bruno Caboclo, trying to capture that Giannis magic the year after Giannis got picked. And, uh, you know, that didn't quite work out, but you could see the thinking there. And, okay, this guy has this sort of baseline level of raw talent. Can we massage it along? My question is whether or not the Raptors are going to use this very highly valuable pick on a gamble like that. And do they go with a safer option like a Jalen Suggs, for example, who's kind of been the consensus guy mocked the Raptors at four. And I have no problem with Jalen Suggs. I think Jalen Suggs is awesome. We're going to talk about Jalen Suggs later this week with Stephen Carr of Lockdown Gonzaga and get the lowdown on him. Uh, You know, I'm a big fan, but the Kaminga thing kind of offers, it's like the mystery box thing, right? It's like, what could this guy be? It could even be a, you know, a, a multi-time All-NBA player, right? Like, it's it's all very hypothetical and ethereal with him, which is kind of the fun. And I want to dig into why I think the Raptors might, why I'm kind of coming around on the idea of the Raptors potentially targeting him at number four in just one second. But first, I want to tell everybody about our friends over at Spotify Green Room, which is the first social audio platform made for sports fans, the app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms on Spotify Green Room every so often. It's not every week necessarily, but we will be doing them quite often in July leading up to the NBA draft. Spotify Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league that you like, and of course, you'll have a chance to chat with me and our pals like Vivek Jacob and Katie Heindel and a whole bunch more who will pop into those conversations on Spotify Green Room. Go download the free 
Spotify Greenroom app right now, currently available on iOS and Android devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the league group that you're most interested in. So join the NBA one, for example, if you want to get NBA rooms populating your feed. Follow me at Sean Woodley and be notified when my rooms go live. You don't want to miss them. And again, uh, there won't be one this week, but we will be planning on going regularly throughout July. They're going to be a ton of fun. See you there on Spotify Greenroom, changing the way we talk about sports. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, just before we continue on with more Jonathan Kaminga talk, just a reminder that uh, the Road to the Finals on the Lockdown Podcast Network is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. We can all enjoy the playoff games a little bit more this season. And, of course, we've got the wonderful Lockdown Suns, Lockdown Bucks, Lockdown Hawks, and Lockdown Clippers covering every step of the Road to the Finals for the final four teams in the NBA. Thanks to Michelob Ultra for sponsoring the Road to the Finals. All right, Dakota. So hear me out as to why I think Jonathan Kaminga is an interesting piece for the Raptors. I keep thinking about this thing Masai Ujiri said after the season and his postseason availability, where he said he wants the Raptors to not be sort of the followers. He wants the Raptors to be setting the trend and having everyone sort of adapt to them. And that happened a little bit with their defense in 2019 and 20. And we've seen defense kind of change in the way it's played. We've seen zone kind of come back in vogue a little bit more often. And I think you could point to the Raptors as kind of leading that trend with their 2019 championship run and the defense of it in the following season. They didn't quite... You have to bring that up again, huh? Yes, I will do that a lot uh, to you, a Bucks fan. I will do it until uh, the sun burns out, frankly. Uh, <laughs> I feel less bad about it because the Bucks seem really like they're now. headed to the finals. So it's, uh, you know, it's all nice. Everyone yeah. will be happy potentially here. Um, but anyway... I think obviously this year was, you know, the Raptors didn't really have any sort of runway or opportunity to be any sort of trendsetters just because it was a hell season and nothing ever came together. And I keep thinking about that thing from Masai and that quote and thinking, how could they sort of set the trend? And we've seen recently big men kind of come back into vogue a little bit. We've seen small ball kind of replaced by you know, big dudes playing as though they were small and, you know, it's the injection of skill more than anything else as opposed to just playing tiny. And my thinking is maybe the Raptors think, hmm, how do we set the trend? Maybe it's we have three six foot eight, six foot nine wings, you know, populating our two through four spots in our lineups and just say, you know what, screw it positional sort of traditionalism be damned we're going Kaminga and an OBC Occam good luck scoring good luck defending it whatever it might be that's kind of the little earworm I have the brainworm I have thinking about why Kaminga might be appealing to the Raptors like I said there's lots of reasons to go elsewhere lots more polished products who'd be ready right away but what do you think of that idea just that Kaminga could potentially be someone who helps the Raptors kind of get back to the trend setting ways that they usually like to be be party to uh as they go forward here um yeah I can I could definitely see that and you mentioned um earlier about how you know the Raptors like to take chances on players that it you know aren't quite developed obviously Pascal Siakam has turned it into 
you know, a perennial all-star and, you know, Bruno Caboclo, you know, he's, he's still around the NBA. Hell which, yeah, he is. <laughs> yes, which is uh, which is good for a player that was as raw as he is. And the one thing that separates uh, Kaminga from Caboclo and, and, you know, even Giannis when he was 18, you know, 19, is that Kaminga, he's already strong. Yeah. He already has, you know, a great frame, which is it's great to see from you know somebody that's as young as he is and Kaminga you know there's obviously a lot of growth areas but he has shown some sort of promise in you know some of those areas like there there are um areas in this game where you know um Sayajiri um Bobby Webster and Nick Nurse they can they can continue to look at this film and say, okay, we can work with that. We can work with that. Mm-hmm. We can work with this. We can work with this. And, you know, uh, when it comes to areas in this game that it can develop, and I know I'm saying the word areas way too many times. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I, I could definitely see um, the Raptors um, seeing Kaminga as a way that they can zig where the other players are, you know, zagging when it comes to uh, relying heavily on, um, on guard play. Sure. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that's kind of my thinking there too. And I guess the drawback with Kaminga and that sort of line of thinking is the Raptors aren't in the situation that most lottery teams are like, they are in a spot where they figure to be good again next season with the injection of a fourth overall pick they figure to, you know, be in the playoff conversation. And they also currently have their core of their roster on their second contracts. And so the time is ticking, like it or not. You kind of got a three-year mm-hmm. window here before you have to reevaluate. And hopefully you can hang on to guys and all that stuff. But, you know, nothing is certain in the NBA. And you want to make good on the time you have. And I do wonder, you mentioned Kaminga earlier on, is, you know, like the one of the youngest players in the draft would only, like, just barely in that 2021 class. Like, you wonder if maybe that's not exactly the pick for where the Raptors are right now. And maybe they yeah. look to get something a little bit more immediate, someone like a Jalen Suggs who could probably step in and contribute from day one. You know, Kaminga, maybe there is some day one contribution. Maybe they send him to the G League to get some seasoning. You know, he's already familiar with the G League and has been down yes. there before. Maybe they say, hey, go play for the 905 for a bit, work on some stuff, and we'll bring you up midseason and sort of we'll see where we're at. I just, I wonder if the Raptors just organizationally are not in that spot. And so if there is something that sort of goes against my inclination to think this is a Raptors-ass pick, it might just be their circumstance as a franchise because can you really throw all your eggs in the Kaminga basket when you have a three-year window with Siakam and Van Vliet and Ananobi to try to compete again. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit tricky to me. So I'm a little bit soft on the idea for that reason. And I think the Raptors should be trying to compete during this window. I think they have the supporting cast in place where if you get a star to throw in there, boom, like you're a pretty good, pretty damn good team right away. And Kaminga, if he does become a star, it's surely not going to be in year one or two. And I think that might be the drawback here. So that's, uh, you know, kind of my read on the situation. I do want to dive into, you know, 
Kaminga's strengths, his the things he does really well, the things maybe he could work on. We'll get to that stuff in just one second here. Uh, but first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Built Bar who are making the best tasting protein bars money can buy. They have nine amazing flavors, including my favorite, mint brownie. It's very, very good. They also have peanut butter brownie, also good. The brownie flavors are fantastic, let me tell you. Anyway, uh, they have, of course, mixed boxes as well. If you don't know which flavor you want, you want to try out all nine, you can get a mixed box and get two of each of the nine flavors and then decide which one you want to order a full box or perhaps an entire crate of. Of course, most flavors have 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and just four grams of net carbs. They taste great, and they are healthy for you as well, and they're great for, like, workouts and stuff like that. I went for a bike ride yesterday, which was stupid considering it's hell outside, and uh, basically stepping outside forces me to melt, but my Built Bar made me, you know, not feel garbagey before going out. It wasn't too weighed down or anything like that, and it gave me the energy I needed to get through my disgusting, psychotic bike ride go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked 15 l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 and get 15 percent off your first order that is the promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com today's show is also brought to you by bet online which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Check all the latest news, odds, infos for all your sporting needs, including baseball, the NBA, NHL, UFC, and MMA, whatever it might be. Football season's honestly not that far away either. I think they're like a month or two out from training camps. So maybe that is where you devote your betting attention. Either way, before the next pitch, tip-off, kickoff, whatever it is to begin your sporting event of choice, head to Bet Online on your mobile device or your laptop and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up content. Uh, sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sideline anymore this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to and through the playoffs head to the website today and sign up and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on that means if you put in 100 bucks you get 150 bucks to play with that's a great deal at bet online your online sports book experts all right dakota let's dig into jonathan Kaminga a little bit more we've kind of been talking about the sort of theory of Jonathan Kaminga quite a bit so far on the show. And I want to get into sort of the more nitty gritty stuff Um, in terms of when you were watching him in the G league, we talked about how, you know, the G league was a pretty decent kind of barometer for a guy like Jalen green as to what he does. Well, although the caveats of it being a small sample and everything are certainly there. Um, Kaminga, you know, he, again, terribly inefficient, not a lot of, uh, you know, lots of wonky shooting lines and things like that. But what were your overall impressions of the things Jonathan Kaminga does particularly well from the G League, uh, G League bubble with the Ignite? Um, the one thing um, that I that I was impressed by, obviously his athleticism, obviously his strength, but the one one. Uh, area of growth that I saw of him in the G League bubble compared to the uh, the high school film that I watched, you know, before the season, is that he is improving as a playmaker, improving, you know, as a uh, secondary facilitator, especially in transition, which you know started to make me uh, put comparisons to even even though I'm kind of like you, where I am not a fan of comps. Uh, he started to make me think uh, uh, more of Pascal Siakam, right? When it comes to uh, you know, player of that size being able to uh, facilitate, but um, you know, obviously, you know, defensive consistency is something that he needs to work on. But his ability to utilize his 
the fact that he knows how to utilize his athleticism at such a young age is something that's impressive to me when it comes to, you know, help side blocks and when it comes to being able to defend uh, threes, fours, and even, you know, some small ball fives, like, you know, like in Alice Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, two podcasts in a row where we've talked about Alice Johnson. I would expect nothing less. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Uh, but yeah, his, his ability to utilize his uh, strength and also, um, when he when he catches the ball in like the like the high post area, mm-hmm. um, his ability to to you know to dive to the basket was also and dive to the basket and also finish around the rim was something uh, that was you know uh, you know impressive to me. Obviously, he has some he has some areas of growth, but he's um, there. There are also obviously some areas that I like about him that are not just um him being a 18 year old uh <laughs> battle tank <laughs> yeah yeah i um you know i talked yesterday about how when i'm watching scouting videos i sort of look at the strengths first and you know see what they look like and sort of those super cuts of all the stuff they've done really well um and you know sort of imagine the peak version of that player and my god with Kaminga I mean there might be no player with a greater disparity between when it looks good and when it looks bad right now like when it looks good it's like oh this guy's enormous he's crazy strong he's just bowling people over and he's driving to the rim at will he's got nice footwork he's got a little bit of passing acumen which is kind of nice you know finds guys on the move he you know finds guys in transition really well as, as well you know there's some pretty exciting stuff there and I can totally see the Pascal Siakam sort of shades as well with the way he plays and the way he kind of operates in, in space as well you know, that stuff's very exciting. And thinking about a dude at his size with that much skill, even if the handle's a little bit loose right now, it still works for him. And it's pretty delightful to watch. And then you watch the weaknesses and it's like, oh yeah, he has poor shot selection. He sometimes just kicks the ball away because his handle's not quite there. He was a very bad three-point shooter. And that's a big concern, obviously, just 24% uh, in the bubble on five attempts a game, as I detail off the top. And, you know, if that can't improve, then that's going to be a serious limiter to what he's able to be. You know, all of the things on that weaknesses side of thing look concerning. And some of them I think are, you know, more fixable than others you know there's been some concerns about his defensive instincts and um you know the motor and stuff like that what do you think of the concerns about the motor i think a lot of that seems to be tied to maybe his departure from the bubble a little bit early uh as you said probably due to injury more than anything else but um you know that obviously is something that gets thrown around i don't love the concept of talking about dudes motors all the time it seems like kind of a (laughs) reductive way to get into things but is there anything to that sort of talk you hear from people who have watched this guy and you kind of evaluate this stuff for a living? Um, yeah, honestly, the the one area that uh, I'm more comfortable talking about motors when it comes to like auto racing than <laughs> um, <laughs> when it comes to basketball players, especially uh, especially young young players like John Kamiga that are still you know trying to get it together. And you know, as he as he talked earlier, John Kamiga is definitely. Um, it's definitely a prospect that a team like the Raptors would be interested in from a developmental standpoint. But, but, you know, as I, as I think about it more and as I hear you talk about how like the Raptors window is, is now, despite them having, you know, a top, top five pick, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, uh, the awful circumstances that were, they, that they were able to come to, you know, 
being, you know, thousands of miles away from a home in Tampa uh, was one of the factors. But but yeah, um, Kaminga is definitely a, you know, a long term prospect when it comes to the areas they um, he has to work on. Sure. But I have, like I said before, uh, when it comes to the high school film that I watched and the G League film that I watch I have seen some level of growth not probably not as much growth as I want to uh wanted to see of him but 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 yet again it's a small sample size 13 games you know you know he didn't have a lot of time to you know to adjust and um I definitely see Jonathan Kaminga when it comes to development that I was talking about him being a player that um, is is going to be able to focus mm-hmm. on the growth and continuing uh, to develop. I um, I know on uh, Monday's episode you talked about uh, Ben Simmons. Sure. I don't feel like we're gonna he's gonna go down that route where he's gonna be you know where his development is gonna be you know static. Right, right. Um, it's gonna be. Uh, uh, continued, continued uh, progression. Yeah, it's um, he's a fascinating guy. I'm growing more and more intrigued by him, basically every day. Uh, and again, that, that's the real sort of conundrum isn't going to be do I think the Raptors can turn this guy into something good? It's can they do it quick enough, and does it kind of line up with their window enough to make the call? And hey, if they're doing best player available and they view that he has the highest upside of the guys available. Maybe they don't really care about the window right now, and they say this is for the long-term health of the team, and you know that's how they go forward with it. And in which case, you know, I have a lot of faith they'll be able to take what are some really exciting baseline tools. I mean, if we're thinking about sort of the starting points for Kuminga and to use Siakam as the comparison, again, don't love player comps, but um, let's use it because he's come up a couple times here. You know, Pascal Siakam started with not a whole lot in terms of stuff you could project forward, right? He really added a lot of stuff that really hadn't been seen before in terms of his playmaking, his three-point shooting, stuff like that. You know, in terms of Kaminga, there's already stuff there. And he's also like four years younger now than the, the Raptors, mm-hmm. than Siakam was when the Raptors got his got their hands on him, right? So, you know, there's a lot of runway there. And there's a lot to be excited about in terms of just the stuff he's already got in his bag right now. Again, it's just going to come down to that timeline question. So we will certainly keep our eye on that going forward here. Um, mostly, I just hope Kaminga doesn't end up on like the Kings or the Magic because they seem to break players. Uh, and I don't oh want that at all. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that feels like a good place to leave this one on Jonathan Kaminga. Of course, uh, Dakota, thank you so much for joining the show the last two days. You've put up a, with a lot of me talking, which... Boy, you deserve a medal for that. Uh, do you have anything yeah, you would like to promote? Um, yeah, especially you uh, continuing to bring up the 2019 Raptors. Also <laughs> talking about uh, talking about football in uh, in your uh, commercial breaks, which isn't. I'm a Packer fan, so uh, oh, t- t- so touchy subject. Yeah, is, uh, yeah, it, yeah. It's a, it's definitely a touchy subject. I, I got happy when you talk about baseball because the uh, as we talk, the Milwaukee Brewers they're uh, first in the NL Central. Yeah, they're good. So, yeah, yeah, suck it, suck it. Any Chicago Cubs, uh, especially St. Louis <laughs> Cardinal fans are listening to this. Oh, so yeah. we uh, don't yeah, like there's... Cubs and Cardinals fans. Yeah, no Cardinals uh, fans yeah. allowed on the podcast uh, <laughs> audience lineup. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, I, so, I, I, so, I welcome so, all people who will listen to the podcast but 
I still so, judge yeah, you. Uh, <laughs> go Brewers, everyone. First in the NL Central. So, yeah. Beautiful. Uh, when it comes to uh, pluggables, uh, at the Dakota, D-A-K-O-T-A-A underscore S-C-H M-I-D-T. Ridiculous Upside at R-I-D-I-C Upside on Twitter. Ridiculous Upside uh, dot com. Um, I'm at a, at a place right now where I can focus more on uh, my basketball. Um, I, over like the last week or so, I've been mostly focused on ending my term in school because right. alongside of uh, being obsessed with uh, basketball, I'm also working on working towards getting my bachelor's. Awesome. So, uh, so yeah, I'm going to be focused. Uh, it's going to be a mix of potential two-way guys, second-round picks, UDFAs, which, you know, the Raptors um, have uh, been able to do magic with, <laughs> i.e. Fred Van Vliet. Um, but also uh, looking at some uh, guys that are going to be with the Ignite next year. Uh, you got your uh, you got your Jane Hardys, got your Michael Fosters, you got your Dyson, Dyson uh, Daniels, and you got uh, one of my personal favorite players. Just in terms of being able to say his name, Scuda Henderson. I'm glad we've brought up Henderson, Scuda Henderson twice Scuda. in the last two days. Yes. This is good, and that is not <laughs> that that's that's not Scooter Henderson. No. Henderson, it is Scooter yeah. Henderson. It's S- like Scooter if you're C- from Boston. O- yeah, T T A Henderson. And the funny thing about Scooter is that he's going to be with the Ignite for two seasons because mm-hmm. technically he should be a high school senior. He won't he won't turn 19 until two years from now, and that fact plus uh, the things that I'm going to be talking about in a future piece should make everybody extremely extremely excited about scuda as a basketball player and not just a name that i can uh that is enjoyable for me to say uh all day every day for the next uh two years until he's eligible for the uh for the draft i don't often uh wish good things upon the boston celtics because why would you but Scooter <laughs> being in Boston. Hey, Scooter! Scooter over there! It's just, it just feels like a perfect fit. Uh, but anyway, that's enough of me making fun of the Boston accent on today's podcast. Dakota, thank you so much for joining the show. It was lovely chatting with you. Thank you for lending your deep insight of the G League to this podcast when it comes to Green and Kamingo over the last couple of days. Uh, the next two days, we got more draft prospects we're talking about. Tomorrow, we've got Cindy Robinson from Locked On Pac-12 talking about Evan Mobley. That's going to be a ton of fun. And then Friday, Stephen Carr of Locked On Zags as we're going to dig into Jalen Suggs, who right now seems to be the consensus guy going number four in most mock drafts. And we will uh, dig deep into Jalen Suggs, who I like a lot. I like all these guys a lot. It's the nice part of being in the fourth spot in a draft where I think there are like six really interesting players. It's awesome. (laughs) There's no bad options, which is delightful uh that will do it for today's episode of course at woodley sean on twitter subscribe rate review support it's deeply appreciated and uh why not go live listen to lockdown blue jays we we're talking baseball the blue jays are uh hitting bombs every single day vladimir guerrero jr is the best hitter in baseball go listen to lockdown blue jays with aj andrews as she covers it every single day for you as the jays continue on and uh head towards the trade deadline very very soon uh that will do it we'll talk to you again on thursday with some evan mobley deep diving with cindy robinson we'll talk to you then bye bye hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music 
Download the Amazon Music app today.